It is March 8th, 2021, 7.22 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 35, 36, 37, 38, 39. <laughs> <laughs> This is a podcast of me counting to 10,000. <laughs> This is your audio clock podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Starts at midnight every night. Oh, uh, this is gold. Can we put this before the theme song? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Welcome back, all my willies out there, to the weekly Wilson podcast. This is a podcast that we do weekly, and we are the Wilsons. My name is Brian Wilson. I am one of the hosts. My name is Jay Wilson, and I am the other host. Really the... laid it out on the line there, like... I don't think we've established that that's why it's called the Weekly Wilson before, but I'm glad that you you finally yeah. put it in writing. Or yeah, audio. I think we, I think we had to break it down. I think it was getting past a lot of people; they weren't really stopping to think about it. So There's a lot of nuance in that title. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, well, you mentioned here we are. Go oh, ahead. Sorry. You mentioned Willies. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I could uh, lead with a little story about some Willies that I encountered. Okay, well, there's one point I want to make first, is that here we are on uh, episode 21. Our podcast is old enough to drink now. Ooh. How do you feel about that? So is this podcast just going to become extremely crass now? Yeah, so we're gonna, now we're going to start every episode with five shots of vodka, yeah. and then we're going to see where it goes. Yeah, it's like drunk history, only we, we're not saying anything that's important. Yeah. But I, I want to hear about these willies you encountered in the wild. Yeah, I, I encountered some field willies. Um, <laughs> willies in the field, if you will. Um, Mom always told me to try to stay away from those. <laughs> well, I was, I was trying to consider before we started whether to call them uh, field willies or, uh, or whether, whether to say I encountered some willies in the wild. Wild willies? Wild willies. <laughs> Could there be a segment called Wild Willies where we talk about When people When that we, we know people. talk to us about the podcast? Yeah. Or we could call it, uh, they could be willy pads. Willy pads? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, wild willies made me think of, like, wild lilies, and then I was like, lily pad, willy pad. <laughs> ooh, ooh. There's, I, I think, wait, I really think it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> there's something else that we, willy wonka could be something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll workshop it. Anyways, so I am um, on Saturday. I was um, hanging out with some buddies, um, but then eventually, it was made apparent to me that there was an opportunity to go meet some willies, and it was none other than <laughs> who do you think? Opportunity to meet some willies in Cincinnati. Yeah. I don't know. Literally any of your friends. No, our, it is our largest fan base. The, um, well, I can't say their last name, but Jack's family. Oh, the running club? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Jack, son of Joyce. No, yeah, Jack, son of Joyce. I got to meet Joyce. Well, it, it was funny because I have met Joyce before, pre-podcast. I'd say um, to BWW. What? Two years before Weekly Wilson. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Is that a timeline now? Well, now we're in, like, .5 AWW. Okay, whatever. I don't know. Anyways, um, <laughs> so they came, Jack's family came down to visit, or his parents, I guess, and um, I went over there to hang out with them for a little bit, 
Mm-hmm. It was just their family and Jay Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you do that frequently. Yeah, I like hanging out with families, but um, <laughs> yeah, no. So just find a random house <laughs> in a nice town, knock on the door, and sit down for dinner. Yeah. Well, also, like the family I, vibe. I was lured by um by good beer. Because, you know, oh, being a college you. student, you don't drink the best beer. But if, like, a parent is in town, then oh yeah, it's going to be stepped You're out of the out. Yeah. yeah. So I had some Rheingeist, which was Woo-hoo. delightful. Had their, um, See, it was... I was lucky that one of my roommates worked at Rheingeist and got paid in beer half the time. So. Yeah. Payday case every two weeks, I believe. Yep. Yeah. That was a, I, was, I frequented your house during those times, and it was yeah. very nice. Very clutch roommate to have. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to Nick. But, um... But so I went over there to just hang out, chat for a while, and um, it was super fun meeting them again, some of them. I don't think I'd ever met Jack's dad before, um, but it was extremely interesting to be in a room where the majority of the people either participate in or listen to the podcast that you and I do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because that it's is like, very strange. It's such an insignificant piece of media, but then... It, the, like the stars aligned to make it the majority yeah. of the room when when you're in the right circle you yeah. are a celebrity so we were like making references it was mostly me jack and joyce i think uh father dave <laughs> makes him sound like a priest but it's just <laughs> <laughs> but it will now be father dave right yeah oh boy so yeah no i got to meet father dave and um sister sam was there <laughs> So it was just Jay hanging out with Jack and the fam, and it was really fun. Nice. But um, but yeah, that's my first little mini story. Not much happened aside from that. I actually had ran there because it was far away from me. Of course, so I you like, did. <laughs> I like did a light jog to my house, and then I picked up my running shoes, and that made the whole sprinting somewhere while inebriated experience m- way more phenomenal. Yeah, it actually was, having your running shoes on. Oh, man, I was flying. I actually recorded the uh, run on my uh, GPS watch, and I haven't checked how fast me? I went. Yeah, because every time, I want, I, I always feel like I'm running super fast, but I want to like know yeah. how fast I was going and how far I went. So mm. I need to check that. But, yeah. Nice. I actually did some uh, downtown running in, like, when I was downtown not to run oh, yeah? this past week, too, because we parked at a parking meter didn't pay didn't pay the meter because it was like two hours until parking was free so it's always like that game you play Classic. but then we went to a bar and then we were thinking about it and we're like no yeah we should probably not par-. like either pay the meter or move the car so mm-hmm. it was like maybe a quarter mile away so I step out of the bar and I go walking towards the car and I'm like I should just run there I have my running shoes on sure yeah. I'm wearing khakis and a button down but I have my running shoes on so I just exactly. like copped a nice jog back over to the car yeah, I can't stand walking places. If yeah. I'm like alone and I'm, it's time sensitive. Yeah, there's nothing holding you back. Yeah, exactly. The only thing holding you back is yourself. Yeah. Live infinite. Alrighty. Um, I have the run actually pulled up. What's the over under on pace that How you would become? How far did you go? Well, I went. I'll will t- tell you, I went three quarters of a mile. But three I'll set the of a mile. I'll set the over under at um. 720 pace oh under yeah i went 703 pace oh that's it i was thinking like six minute pace or faster i was wearing jeans dog 
Yeah, but I don't know. Do you run? How far have you ran sub six while drunk in, in Clifton in jeans? <laughs> I don't know. I've never recorded those runs, but I can tell you there was one morning where Mike woke up the next day thinking he had like smoked cigarettes because his lungs hurt so bad. <laughs> And then he was like, oh, wait, no, I just sprinted, like, half a mile back from a bar last night. <laughs> well, also, though, you guys would sprint, but you would also be singing the Indiana Jones theme song. <laughs> yeah, so, so you that... had to be, have at least some wind in your lungs. Yeah, I don't know. But I do remember getting back and being, like, breathing heavy from those <laughs> runs. Oh, man. Like, there was nothing casual about it. <laughs> Good times. Um, well, actually, I have another quick note before if you want to jump into a story from your week. But I felt that there needed to be some sort of retraction from last week because okay. we were talking about pillows for mm-hmm. a decent amount of time. And I felt that we didn't um, pay and spend enough time calling you out for your past history with, <laughs> well, past history is redundant, your history with pillows. Yeah, we didn't go because into that. It, it was closely coupled <laughs> with the air mattress phase. Yeah, because I the recall of the air mattress. <laughs> you living in the house at... Well, the house that you were living in your last year when I was there with you. Well, not mm-hmm. in the house with you, but on campus. Um, and I believe that you just forgot to bring your pillow or didn't have one. Yeah, I don't know if that happened my senior year, but it definitely happened my third year. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to tell so, everybody what your pillow consisted of at that time? Because I yeah, think I remember. So, <laughs> so I forgot to bring my pillow, and rather than buy a pillow, because why would I buy a pillow? Yeah, it's not um, like you use it every day. <laughs> I took one sweatshirt and stuffed it full of uh, t-shirts, because it was winter, so I wasn't wearing t-shirts. Well, you never and wear then, t-shirts. Yeah, so I just stuffed a sweatshirt full of t-shirts, and then like tied the arms, and that was my pillow. Oh my goodness. I thought it was socks for a while, but I guess it was t-shirts. Yeah. Basically, all the clothes I wasn't wearing, I stuffed into one piece of clothing that I wasn't wearing. And And then you put your knockoff pillow pad on top. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Classic. And it got the job done. You just need something soft to elevate your head. I am not ashamed. I am actually proud of my ingenuity. Well, so I used to think that the sweater full of soft items was fine until I finally invested in a camping pillow. Mm-hmm. And I realized that a very small investment in pillow technology is far <laughs> better than almost any improvised pillow. <laughs> you think so? Have you ever used a camping pillow when you were camping? No. What's a camping pillow consist of? It's literally a tiny inflatable pillow. Interesting. And it so is it's like so an air much mattress. Better. It's an air pillow. Yeah. Yeah, I think Sydney got one for our camping trips we're about to go on. They're like less than $20, and it, I'd say it increased my quality of comfort while sleeping camping at least by 30%. <laughs> I don't know, man. $20. It's and the amount that you're carrying to have that comfort, it is the most worth, pound for pound, one of the most worthwhile camping equipment that I've purchased in my days. Um, but yeah. yeah. What, what well, were you up to this week? If it's that the good, then maybe I'll take Sydney's when we go camping. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, not much for me this week. We finished up the outage at Hatch, so that's over. Um, and then we actually, believe it or not, got done a few days early. So I got to spend three days at home with Sydney. So nice. that was really nice to get like a little rejuvenated, little mental, I don't know, mental bump going into this next outage. So now 
I, uh, on Sunday, flew to uh, Syracuse, New York, and then Ooh. drove to Oswego, New York, and I'm at my next outage now. And this one is shorter. It's only one month, so I'll be here for about a month. And then, is that um, what about one month is? Yeah. It's a one-month <laughs> outage, so about a yeah, month will do it. One-month outage, so... <laughs> Just about four weeks or so. <laughs> four weeks, two fortnights, if you will. Yeah. Um, and then I'll be done for the summer as far as outages go. So then I'll That's have to so find exciting. I'll have to find other stuff to do so that I don't get yelled at by my manager for being the least useful employee again. <laughs> I'm not ready to for how much I like dis have disdain for when you're not on outage. Like when I'm not on outage? Why? Because okay, so I obviously have your best interest at heart. I, I'm happy when you're happy. But it is infuriating your lifestyle when you're not on outage. Because you're just... Well, at least the way it was when COVID was happening, you would just uh -huh. email your manager every day, and then he'd say, yeah, we don't have anything for you to do. And then you'd be like, all right. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I'm on salary. <laughs> it's basically like being a teacher, but getting paid more. And, and you have probably, two summers. <laughs> probably. Well, they get winter break, too. Fair. But, like, winter break when you're in high school? Or, like, I guess a professor, then. Yeah. And then also working probably a lot harder during the school season, if true, you want to call true. it that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the one story I do want to tell from my all past week um, is my mishap getting my rental car when I got here. Oh, geez. So... I went to make the reservation at Hertz at the Syracuse airport, and my flight got in at 8.30, so I scheduled the pickup for 8.30. Did you grab any no donuts? Huh? Did you grab any donuts? No, I didn't. Why? Do you want a Hertz donut? Sure. Do you have any? Hertz donut. Oh, you got me, man. <laughs> that one. Yeah, we were doing really this podcast hurts. in person. <laughs> Anyways, um, scheduled the pickup for 8.30, or I went to schedule it, and they were like, no cars available. And I was like, well, I doubt that. Um, <laughs> so I looked, I like scheduled the pickup time for like noon, and then there were a bunch of cars. And I was like, interesting. And then, what was it? I think the latest pickup time was 7. So I was like, okay, I'll just schedule it for 7, and then I'll get in at 8.30, pick it up a little late, no big deal. Oh, Brian. So, flight gets in at 8.30, I go to the Hertz counter, and there is nobody there, because they close at 7. <laughs> Ooh. And that's why there's no cars available to pick up at 8.30. Ah. So I just stood there, like, turned around a few times, just kind of like, well, I'm 40 minutes away from where I need to be, what do I do now? Hmm. And... The Hertz counter is, like, in the row of all the other car rental places, and there's one still open. And it's, like, one of those budget, off-brand, like, off-off-brand car rental places. Oh. And I look, and there's just a guy in a robe with a gas lantern. <laughs> <laughs> Would ye like the car? Answer these riddles three. <laughs> we have a horse and carriage if you need one. Oh, man. No, but he was actually really helpful. I explained my situation. I was like, can I get like a one-day rental? And he was like, yeah, sure. So he got me a rental. And it was actually a super nice car. It was like a 2020 Nissan Rogue. It had all these cool features and stuff. Cool. So then I drove that here. And then today, during my lunch break, I, went, I drove back to the airport 40 minutes 
to return that car and then talk to the Hertz people and get my new car. And when I got my new car, it was like the middle of the day. So like nobody had returned rentals yet, I guess. Or they were still like cleaning them or something or whatever. So they Mm -hmm. were like, I told them, hey, I was supposed to pick up a car yesterday, but I didn't know you guys closed, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, okay, well, do you want a brand new pickup truck? And I was like, well, not really. I don't like driving trucks. And then they were like, well, it's the only one we got. So you either got to take that one or just wait here until something else comes in. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll take it. So now I'm driving a 2021 Ford F-150 XLT, bright red, and it's a behemoth. So now you're a cool guy, huh? I guess. I don't know. It doesn't have all the features I want. It doesn't even have heated seats. Are you kidding me? Brian. What? Get over it. What? <laughs> it's cold here, okay? I just oh, came really? from southern Georgia. Dude, oh, I'm in sucks. Oswego, New York. It's like 20 degrees. Nerd, I ran in booty shorts today. Yeah, I think it's supposed to warm up towards the end of the week. Yeah. But yeah, so now I'm driving this behemoth of a cherry red pickup truck, and it's really hard to park, and I hate it. Mm. So I might take it back again and swap it out on one of my fatigue days or something. You know who's really good at backing up? Bronson phenomenal yeah i know i've heard yeah. i've heard tales of him backing it up <laughs> oh yeah anyways um if i may interject really quick mm-hmm. you may. um let me ask you brian uh when you were driving this nissan rogue did you have an, you said you mentioned that there were some features was one of those features a uh, sneak attack damage <laughs> i did not attack anybody with it so i'm not sure if i would have got sneak attack damage or not maybe okay. if i flanked them with another car maybe but a little D humor there for you what a segue <laughs> into the fact that i started a D campaign this week oh wow seamless very <laughs> niche one yeah so um i was really excited about it because my other D campaign has been like really dumb lately and they just never mm-hmm. play i think it's the dm's fault anyways <laughs> <laughs> okay brian is the dm <laughs> but <laughs> so there are a lot of extraneous circumstances that have prevented us from playing for a long okay, time okay but anyways i started this podcast and it's really getting in the way yeah anyways so i started <laughs> that this week and it's we did a first session it was about four hours and it was super duper fun I haven't oh, really wow, played in a long, long time. Yeah. Um, but just some uh, funny things from the from the first encounter that I kind of wanted to... I just wanted to talk to you about this. I think it's kind of funny anyways. Okay, is this going to be more for me than for anyone listening? Well, a little bit, but I won't go dig into the nuts and bolts, per se. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyways, one of the things about D&D, one of the like most enjoyable parts is you get to create your own character and then create this however intricate backstory you want it to be. And then you can slowly reveal these nuggets of your backstory to your party mm-hmm. members, and you're always sort of on your own quest, but that fits within, like, interacting with your friends, and it's it's a whole big collaborative process. It's very fun. Yeah. But, yeah, like, character development and everything. Yeah, so yeah. a generality of my character's backstory is he's a minotaur, right? Uh-huh, of course. <laughs> But, with the fun little nugget, I don't think any of my friends will listen to this, but he seems to have olive skin, aside from his minotaur features, because he was once a half-orc, who was then turned into a minotaur. 
Okay. Yeah. So I'm already big, curious. A big part of his backstory. A, a big a big part of his backstory is trying to unturn into a minotaur. Oh. <laughs> so it's kind of like a curse type deal. Within the first twenty minutes, uh, so like. His big thing is, like, trying to undo this curse that's been put upon him, essentially. Uh-huh. In the first 20 minutes, my character was got another curse. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I shook a random NPC's hand. NPC stands for non-player character, which is played by the dungeon master. So I went over, talked to a random guy in this tavern that we started out in. He shook my hand and, like, laughed in a weird way and then winked at me. And then dropped dead. And then I was cursed and one of my eyes went all cloudy. Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, dropping a curse on someone in session one. Yeah. So I have some cool abilities. Like, I can see really, really well in no light now. Interesting. I think it's even better than dark vision, but... I was also, gonna say, don't minotaurs might, have dark vision? I might die at some point now, so that's cool. But Yeah, don't go shaking anyone's... Do you think uh, he that guy had COVID and now he just gave you COVID? I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah. I haven't been able to smell anything lately. No, no. I remember um, in the first campaign, we played in Idaho, me and Kyle. Throughout, we only played for like maybe a month. And throughout that whole little story, uh, Kyle's character, like, I think got cursed and made deals with like two demons or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like, he was really just leaning into it. Yep. So, you can really take it any direction you want. To any of our listeners yeah. out there who may be a little bit afraid to do Dungeons and Dragons, highly recommend it. And it sort of oh, so speaks fun. to our topic that we have today, but we'll get into that later. Um, teaser. Yeah. Um, one other thing that I definitely wanted to mention was um, my egg routine has been augmented. Oh, he started juggling them before yeah. he <laughs> cooked them? Precisely. Um, <laughs> Telling them stories? Yeah. So, essentially... But what is your egg routine? Yeah, I don't know if I've talked about this in depth on the podcast, but it's very specific. Um, we actually, in the friend group that includes Jack, there's a thing where everyone has, like, a uh, serial killer trait. Interesting. So, just something where you where you would say, that is insane, why do you do that? Something that's very particular <laughs> to that person. Uh-huh. So, Jack's is that literally at any given time, no matter the time of day, no matter what he's doing, he has his roller with him, mm-hmm. and he has one of those like really cool ones that's like a U shape that like you pull apart and then it clamps onto your leg and you can roll it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's a very nice roller, and he always has it with him, all the time. Interesting. Um, but then mine, I decided, was my egg routine, which consists <laughs> of so I eat eggs every single day. I don't know if you still do, but mm, what? I don't, I don't want to go there. <laughs> too painful subject. yeah <laughs> uh, oh, <geez. laughs> anyways um or should i say any eggs um you shouldn't <laughs> go on uh, okay anyways <laughs> any eggs any eggs i um so what i do is i eat three eggs and two pieces of toast every morning without fail mm-hmm I vary up how I cook them. You've I'll never once failed? No. Um, well, I've had some questionable flips, but the eggs always go <laughs> in my gullet, eventually. <laughs> One time I flipped them right into my gullet. <laughs> One time I flipped them straight into the ceiling fan. Across the room. <laughs> Scooped them up. Anyways, 
So, <laughs> any eggs? Any eggs? <laughs> it's, it's going off the rails. It's not close to working. It's like not <laughs> that shouldn't have been a pun. <laughs> Too late. Any eggs? Um, <laughs> we opened Pandora's box. I can't. That's how I start statements, but I can't help but laugh when I say it. Okay. <laughs> we open Pandora's carton of eggs. So now they're just all out. The way we that I eat my eggs back in. The, in. <laughs> the way that I eat eggs in the morning is very particular. So Dad inspired this portion, whereas the way that I put the cartons into the fridge is such that the date is facing out, so you can tell how old the eggs are. But also, the eggs are weighted towards the closer to the door portion of the egg so closer to the date that is facing outwards you know okay so there's more eggs on that end of the carton that way when i pick up the carton out of the fridge the egg weight is in my hand and i'm not like holding a bunch of like a big lever arm of eggs on the end of the carton you know it can be a lot of torque first thing in the morning precisely so the way i actually cook the eggs fluctuates i'd say on cycles about like two or three months you know okay so, so it's like a rotating rewards on a credit card. Yeah. So like I'll do or over easy. Seasons. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do over easy. <laughs> yeah, I guess that really speaks to uh, the way that we consider things. Ooh, but... do you change seasoning for the seasons? No. Okay. Any eggs. Any eggs. Um, so <laughs> essentially the other things that are weird about the way I eat eggs now is that I've started doing this thing where I crack the eggs against one another rather mm-hmm. than the side of a pan or a countertop. Um, and what I like about that is that when you do that, only one of them ever cracks. So then you have a champion egg, which yes. cracked the other egg and did not buckle under the stress. So mm-hmm. now what I do is I leave that egg alone at the other end of the carton. So like I eat the eggs from one end to the other, but then the champion egg who hasn't cracked yet is all alone at the empty end of the carton. Okay. And I've been doing that for a while now, so then by the end, it's sort of a round-robin type thing, but by the end, ideally, I would have the strongest egg, and Mm. it would therefore make me the strongest man after consuming (laughs) the egg. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) At least the strongest man who has interacted with that carton of eggs, I'd say. But, (laughs) so, what I've added to this now is that I was sort of upset that there's no way to reward an egg for making it through several eggs, but not making it to the end. Uh-huh. So now what I do, which sort of takes a page out of your book, is when an egg beats another egg, I keep uh-huh. that shell in. Oh. So then he builds up a... Or he... It. They. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to build. They'll build up of like a stack of bodies around them to intimidate the eggs coming from the fresh end of the carton. <laughs> Saying, oh, wow, this egg's taking down five other eggs, and I'm going up against him? Like, this is going to be tough. And then it's a big upset when the champion egg goes down, because then you got to remove all the other shells that he took out. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is getting exciting. It's honestly more exciting than mm. The Bachelor, which I don't watch. <laughs> I can't imagine that any reality TV beats this just pure combat of eggs. Yeah. <laughs> um... But so now I have one egg that's been going for three weeks now. Got a pile of eggshells in the fridge. <laughs> I think it's just a rock. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I always will sacrifice the champion egg at the end of a carton so that it doesn't yeah. carry over. 
Yeah, so you can consume and absorb its strength. Yeah. Ideally, though, I, one of these days, with the new system, I one day hope to have one egg that beats the, all the eggs. Yeah. You just pick the strongest one from off the, out of the gate. Well, so that would mean that the strongest egg would have to be one of the two first slots. Yeah. Because think about it. I picked two to start, so as long as the right. strongest is one of those two, they'll make uh-huh. it to the end. Yeah. They'll make it Statistically, to the end. it should happen. Yeah. I'd say in the next 12 weeks or so. Yeah. See, I adopted your egg versus egg system, Mm -hmm. um, but I like to set it up almost as a game of, like, flip cup. So I pretend that it's a team of six versus six, and then it's, like, whichever side gets all broken first loses. I like the team aspect. Yeah. I'm glad we both (laughs) have gotten very much into (laughs) the eggs. It's the little things, man. Yeah. Um, anything to brighten up your morning yeah so I've been excited about that it's been working well this week um, I am excited too um, so at my last hotel the Dampton I had perfected the art of making scrambled eggs in the microwave so mm-hmm. I was able to eat eggs again in the morning nice. um, and I got here and the microwave here actually lets you set like a time the one in the Dampton had like a knob mm. have you ever used microwaves like that no but the microwave i have currently has three express buttons so one two and three are all or i think one through six are just a number of minutes that you can pick uh-huh and you aside from that you can't program in your own time there's no like time cook button no no i haven't found it i've like studied this machine and i cannot locate it i feel like you just got to be missing it man there's buttons that are preset foods i've read all of those several times there's one that's <laughs> set time and that's you're setting the time on the microwave yeah aside from that i'm very upset because i need to cook my broccoli for a long time because it is not a good microwave so six minutes so what do the do seven it. eight nine buttons do nothing though they're, they're just like no one would ever need to microwave something for nine minutes what are you crazy <laughs> intervals know. of six minutes then check it goodness <laughs> <laughs> but anyways the knob ones are any eggs the knob ones are <laughs> worthless because it's like it's an egg timer basically so you can't get any precision okay but, but to be fair brian do you know exactly what amount cooked something is going to be at the end of a certain amount of time when you're cooking scrambled eggs in the microwave you need to be very precise okay so you're like so you like assume there would be butter. some sort of you assume there would be some sort of adjustment period, but then now you, there's no repeatability, so you can't study the machine. What do you mean? So like no coming to a new microwave, you would have had to like adjust for the wattage, the size. Oh yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. now you just can't consistently do the same amount of time, so you can't. Yeah. Figure it's out like I literally had to turn the knob and then like be looking at the eggs every five seconds to yeah. see how cooked they were. Yeah. And all that anyways, all that painstaking amount of time it takes to cook eggs, <laughs> dude. It's more effort than it should be. Anyways, <laughs> any eggs. Um, you realize I micro- stand in front of the pan the entire time my eggs are cooking in the morning, right? That's what everybody does to cook eggs. Oh, I don't. What? I'm prepping the toast and my smoothie while the eggs are cooking. Yeah, do you go to a different kitchen? <laughs> well, no, but, like, I can do other things. You know what? Just leave me alone. <laughs> you're right, but you're wrong and I hate you. <laughs> any eggs. Any eggs. The microwave here has a keypad, so I can actually put in actual times. Oh, the one thing... Here's what it was. I needed to go... (laughs) The Dampton. Don't get me started. 
I had to go get ice for my smoothie, but the, I was on the third floor. Ice machine on the third floor doesn't work. Neither does the ice machine on the second floor. The one on the first floor g- does milk ice cubes for some reason. <laughs> I mean, when you freeze milk, is it ice or is it just frozen milk? <laughs> any eggs. Any eggs. <laughs> I, had to, I had to go across the hotel and down two flights of stairs to get my ice for my smoothie and then come back. So it would be really nice to be able to set the exact time I want and know that the eggs are going to stop cooking when they're done. But I couldn't do that because I couldn't accurately set the time. Ooh. Yeah, that's annoying. Thus, therefore, I'm excited that this microwave has a <laughs> keypad and I can put an exact amount of time on it. But then it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> this story ain't over, people. Oh, jeez. Because then I noticed a sticker on the microwave that said, every chef needs something, 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 I don't know, come to the front desk and get your, like, your, what's it even called? Hold on, I need to figure out what this is called. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm really curious as to what this could possibly be that you don't know what to call it, but they gave it to you for free. <laughs> come to the front desk and get your portable cooktop. What? Oh, hot plate. Yeah, basically like a big, nice hot plate. So I went Dude. down to the front desk, and they gave me like a tabletop stove and a skillet. Nice. So that's a game changer. I can do like my breakfast exactly how I do it at home now. And I also have an actual fridge freezer, like full size here. Ooh. So I'm living large, my friend. That is very exciting. Are you going to like start buying groceries, do you think? Yeah, I just spent $110 at Walmart on groceries. I thought, how much do you get a day? $57. So you spent $50 of your own money? No, it averages out. Oh. You have to average out to $57 a day. It's for the whole outage. Oh. So that means plug all the numbers into a spreadsheet, and then for my last supper, I'm spending $800 on one meal. (laughs) Do they get annoyed if you do that? Um, it's probably frowned upon. <laughs> probably frowned upon is my middle name. So <laughs> <laughs> they call me in high school. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Well, no, because then the other thing you could do is you could get like $800 of groceries and bring them home with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, just like, just don't be, don't, don't exploit the system too much because then you'll ruin it for everybody. Yeah. Any eggs. I think that's all I had to say about that. Well, I had another quick, uh, another two uh, quick things. Um, first one, I uh, was in a position where I was attempting to jumpstart a car the other day. Okay. Yesterday, to be exact. And I don't know why, but, well, first of all, I had the very uh, lovely experience of I was the one with the jumper cables. And I was pretty sure I knew how to f- jumpstart a car, but I was sitting there, and I was trying to jumpstart the car. Meanwhile, I'm also trying, I try really hard not to be the guy who's like, oh, I'm the one who knows what I'm doing, and I'm going to come here and show you what's what. So I was, like, trying to, like, temper expectations and say, oh, yeah, I really don't know that much about cars. I've only, like, jumpstarted a car once before, and I'm mm. not sorry. It's it's just not in our blood to be that guy. Yeah, so I was I was tr- I was trying not to be that guy, but I was also simultaneously like I had a lot of the dad excitement of like helping a friend and fixing something. You know, dad lives yeah. for that stuff. Of course. 
Yeah, so I was, one, super excited, but then two, trying not to act like a know-it-all and, like, be a big shot. Yeah. But then I was trying to do it, and I thought I was doing it wrong, so then I started to look it up, and then after, like, I'd say a solid ten minutes of me doing this, one of my female roommates was like, do you want me to do it? And I'll be like, and I said, do you know how to jumpstart a car? And she said, yeah, I jumpstart cars all the time. And I said, well, shoot, you should have taken the jumper cables immediately. (laughs) (laughs) So I still felt like a goofball because I was sitting there, like, being the guy who was jumpstarting the car while somebody else clearly knew how to jumpstart a car more than I did. Yep. So I felt a little bit goofy. But um, I think before they intervened, I eventually had the right setup to jumpstart the car, but for whatever reason, my battery was not jumpstarting the car. Mm. I don't know what was up, but it was not working. Wait, do you all. have the Mercedes? Yeah. Oh, no one should touch that battery. It's probably cursed. You <laughs> think? Yeah, I don't know what that Mercedes does to batteries, but it chews them up and spits them out like they ain't nothing. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if the battery's just a little bit on the weak side. It, like, sparked the cables, but was not jump-starting the car. So we were struggling with it for a while. Went back to the house, grabbed... Somebody had one of those um, portable, like, jump-starter, like, batteries. Have you ever ever seen one of those? Yep. I kept one in the Mercedes at all times. (laughs) Yeah, so they said, use this if... Press the boost button button and immediately try to start it if it doesn't work sit there and let it charge for a while we were just like all right me and the guy whose car was dead went back to the car and connected it up and as i was connecting it it had little plastic alligator clips for the like they were like probably that big like Uh i'm motioning about four inches tall so big (laughs) enough to clamp onto a battery but they were made of plastic and i as i was putting them on i said this does not inspire confidence in a car battery (laughs) but then i said all right boosting and then vroom, start up immediately like no problem wait the clips were completely plastic no they they had the metal bit but like okay, the handle yeah. was plastic oh not like rubber or something no. that you would want okay it did not I seem understand. like a robust design <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it worked like a charm it was amazing i was floored why are your jumper cables made out of pipe cleaners <laughs> <laughs> this 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 battery is an ice cream sandwich <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense (laughs) and then I looked and realized my roommate was wearing tinfoil on her head and she threw a smoke bomb on the ground and disappeared oh boy I said are you going to pay rent this month why are you driving a cupcake oh wait that's (laughs) no I was thinking of the Krabby Patty mobile oh yeah yeah but I, do they also drive a cupcake at some point? I don't know. Candyland. Oh, wait, no, it's Wreck-It Ralph I'm thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> this car battery is an ice cream sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Um, aside from that, I also discovered this week that my sourdough has been moist. Too moist, some may say. Too moist? That's never a problem in the bread world. Well, no, not the final product. The dough I was working with was far too moist. Okay. Um, I was thinking in the video I watched, it was looking pretty, like, globby. Yeah, so it's supposed to be somewhat globby, but it's definitely also supposed to be easier to work with than it has been for me. So Mm -hmm. I would like to just say that I think I was uh, doing high-level sourdough because it was just harder. Oh, you're doing it on hard mode? Yes, but I was also making it worse, which is the, yeah. the little twist I threw in. Um, but <laughs> So essentially, 
there's a mixing process that I was entirely everybody. Aware of. Everybody likes good bread, but what they don't know is it's a lot more difficult to make bad bread. Yeah. <laughs> but essentially, so um, when I mix my dough, I was taught the techniques to mix it, or at least I read in a book a couple techniques to like integrate the final dough that you mix. You know. Yeah. And I would mix it, and I would let it rest, and then you let it do that, and you like slowly fold it throughout the evening. You know. What I was unaware of is that there's a very intense mixing process that was just never revealed to me, where you, like, hand-mix it for 10 or 20 minutes. Oh. Yeah. Arguably the most satisfying thing I've ever viewed on YouTube, our friend, our mutual friend Zach sent me a uh-huh. video to watch on it, and it was amazing. The guy's name was Travis Wilson, I think. Or Trevor Ooh, Wilson. Willie. Yeah. <laughs> Plug him on YouTube. He seems like a great guy. Um, he had a, I really liked his vibe because he was talking about folding technique and then he said, I want to pause here to say something. Folding the bread, it definitely helps. It's a good thing. If you can do it, do it. Don't let it run your day. If you don't fold the bread at all, you're still going to get good bread. So like, he's not a real intense, like high and mighty bread guy. I don't know if those exist. Everyone who I've known who's made sourdough seems pretty chill, but I imagine people are out there who take it too seriously. Well, I mean, there is bread man. I am bread man. <laughs> Your bullets cannot pierce my complex carbohydrates. Glad you got that reference that so is easily. <laughs> Ten years plus since we have made that reference. What's that from Tosh.0? Maybe. It was they were showing man. protesters and one yeah. guy his like armor was he literally just saran wrapped bread to his head. I thought it was, like, a hollowed-out sourdough that he put on his head. I don't think so. We need to look it up, because I remember weeping tears of laughter on the way <laughs> to and from an Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> Wait, here's one of my favorites. Bread man! <laughs> oh, man, I think it was Tosh.0, now that you mention it. Anyways, um, so Anyways. I'm really excited to try that mixing technique to see if my bread comes out better. Stay tuned. Nice. Aside so we from need that, to... Though, do we need to make a new segment akin to Toe Watch that's like... Doe Watch? The bread, the bread and Butter Zone? <laughs> the Bread and Butter Zone! We figured it out. Why did the, we... Did we mention that once last week? <laughs> I don't think so. That wasn't I talk about bread, bread? wasn't a big week for bread. Yeah, no. It really wasn't. I, I Well, probably because... Well, I didn't make any bread this week because I had the... I was just reeling from the realization that there was a mixing technique. I had to... <laughs> It really threw everything off. Had to pull everything off the old cork board and start over. Yeah, but also I received a spreadsheet from Zach that helps me calculate my baker's percentages. Ooh, yeah. Because he asked me one time to try to make that into a app for phones because I, I find it hard to believe there's not an app for it. But he said there's not one that does everything he wants it to do. Yeah, I'm sure it would be easy to make. He already it has all the functionality. It's just not pretty. So yeah, engineer Jay loves it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently tweeted that I think one of my love languages is spreadsheets, so I was very right. touched by the spreadsheet. <laughs> um, yeah. No, but so a lot of a lot of moisture analysis going on. <laughs> oh, jeez. Good thing I'm in fluid mechanics right now. Oh yeah, yeah. probably helps a lot. Dude, probably. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm not learning anything in that class. <laughs> <laughs> probably, if you know it. Um. Anyways, any eggs. Do you want to talk about our actual topic this week? Do you want to get into the topic, or should we just read emails and call it a week? <laughs> we could try to go under an hour. Bring it back to an hour, you mean? Like, 
Yeah, I don't know. But I've, I wrote a lot. I was excited about this topic, but then we talked so much about your week, I suppose. Yeah, I'm really cool. Um, <laughs> would, okay, so do you want to go super long or just keep, cap it around an hour? We'd have to Let's push just... voting back another week. Oh, crap. We've been stalling on that one for a while, huh? Yeah, I feel bad at this point. <laughs> well, I guess this is probably one of the last weeks I'm going to have excessive time. Okay. And the people who like the long episodes have been a lot louder than the people who don't like them, so... Yeah. And I mean, who cares about Jay's time? You know, he's not busy. Well, do you have time? I mean, kind of, yeah. Fine, we'll go to emails. No, I do, I do. No, okay, I I only have one homework this week, but I have an exam, so I'm a little I'm a little <laughs> bit stressed. But there's not a lot to do, okay? So we're fine. All right, we'll move into the structured part of this podcast. <laughs> this I know week... you didn't think it existed, but we're there now. <laughs> <laughs> this week we came up with a question that was spurred by the fact that Jay was starting a D and D campaign. Yes, and you said there was one member, one person who was like, I don't know if I want to do that. Sounds kind of nerdy. Yes. Kelly. Kelly. Mm. Oh, wow. We're outing her. <laughs> yep. Hey, that's the, that's the way you pick up new listeners. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta make enemies to make friends. Controversy. <laughs> Any eggs. Um, <laughs> that spurred the question, like, I don't know, what was the question in your mind? In my mind, the question was, what makes something nerdy, or what makes something cool, or what makes someone nerdy or cool? Because... I feel as though I would rather hang out with college Jay than high school Jay. But I would definitely consider high school Jay to have been cooler than college Jay. Interesting. Okay. Well, I took all the notes, so I'm running this show here. Yeah. <laughs> so, here's how here's how we're going to tease everyone into listening to the rest of this episode because it's going to be really long. So I'm going to ask you the hard questions. Yes or no answers. No elaboration. So that if they want to get the elaboration, they're going to have to listen to the rest of the episode. All right, I like it. All right. Maybe you'll change my mind on some of my answers. This is exciting. Yeah, I know. Okay, so do you consider yourself a nerd? Gut answer. Yes. Yes, okay. Do you view being a nerd negatively? Is it a negative thing? No. Okay, and do you think most people would agree with that answer? No. So you think most people view being a nerd negatively? Yes. Alright, let's dive in. Oh, On this episode of The Weekly Wilson. I like our. I like how we both agreed to have a theme song. <laughs> All right, maybe we can just play the intro there again. We'll see. Nah, I think we got to keep it. <laughs> I think we nailed it. Scotty was all over that audio clip. Yeah, we recorded that in the booth several weeks ago. We yeah. didn't know what we were going to use it for. Yeah, Scotty just had it ready. Yeah, this is maybe live, we'll by him, the way. Maybe we'll keep him around for <laughs> the week. Yeah. Hey Scotty, where's that where's that other sound bite that we had up on cue? He's just I don't know about you, but he's flicking me off. Yeah. Okay. Well he's in your room, not in my room this week, so <laughs> Yeah. We'll be in Oswego next week. 
We make them travel back and forth between. <laughs> anyways. That's anyways. why we haven't really done any advertising. Is we're paying so much mileage to Scotty. <laughs> yeah. And then he said he almost has enough airline points to leave us and never come back. But I don't know why we're paying a mileage then. Is I, the taxes are all screwed up. Did we miss <laughs> tax day? No, not yet. We got a while. Yeah. Well, we're paying Scotty under the table anyways. I don't know why we have to pay him <laughs> mileage. <laughs> paying him mileage. So, um, where do we <laughs> want to go from here? <laughs> so, why do you think you consider yourself a nerd? Well, I think it's mostly... Actually, no. Stop. Oh. Stop talking. <laughs> Answer was coming, but I will <laughs> First, swallow I, it. <laughs> I want to... The, the actual question I want to open up discussing with is what do you think... It, like, when you picture nerd, what comes to mind? Like, stereotypical... What does that even mean? What is a nerd? So, to me, a nerd is someone who is... Very extremely outwardly passionate about something that is, like, not commonly associated with, like, an evolutionary advantage. So you put some thought into this. I just, I, that was off the cuff, dude. (laughs) What? Okay, because I thought for a long time and basically wanted to say that, but couldn't figure out how to. Huh. Well, I guess I'm just, like, a lot smarter than you are. But also, <laughs> but also, I think you're jumping ahead because I said, like, trademark gut feeling nerd. What do you picture? And like for me, it's just like curly, messy hair, glasses, runny oh. nose, acne. Like, not necessarily smart, but just like weird and gross. I guess I would say like, inathletic, socially awkward, very passionate about like sci-fi and fantasy franchises. Yeah, I would say that. And I realize being athletic is very important to that. Because if you are athletic, I feel like that automatically puts you in a social circle that it gives you at least one trait that makes you not completely a nerd. Yeah, so like, uh, what's his name? Noah Noah Lyles is really into anime, but he's also the best 200 meter runner in the world. Magic the Gathering. Yeah. And uh, Hearthstone, I think, or whatever that other game is. Like, he has so many nerdy hobbies, but then he's also, yeah, an Olympic gold medal. Olympic? World champion. World, uh, yeah, world champion. So, yeah. It's like you can have one redeeming trait, and then you're just cool and have weird hobbies. Yeah. I also think that, um, I think a big part of it is just chalked up to how you move a how you interact with people like if you have ease of social interaction yeah i guess being socially awkward is also part of being a nerd yeah because i'm super duper into dungeons and dragons but well i was gonna say i don't really just unload down to everybody all the time but i kind of do i went through the phase where i talked way more than i should have about it (laughs) yeah and i've definitely noticed that um when you have the critical mass of people who want to talk about Dungeons and Dragons, but also a significant amount of people. When it's split 50-50, half the people in the room are going to be freaking miserable. Because <laughs> if you don't know about Dungeons and Dragons, it's not fun to talk about. Oh, yeah. Dude, our house, we would just, like, spend hours talking about different, yeah. like... I don't even want to get into it. <laughs> yeah. But I'd say definitely say, like, the social ease is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. But then... 
I don't know. Because you could, you still call people nerds. Like, you'd be like, oh, they're, like, this is my friend. They're a huge nerd. But, yeah. like, if someone introduces me to someone and they're like, they're a nerd, I'm like, ooh. That's, I like that because they probably have similar interests to me. Like, fantasy, sci-fi, like, board games. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, I really like it when somebody's, like, quirky and nerdy at this point. Like, when somebody says somebody's a nerd, I also have a positive reaction at this point. Because Mm -hmm. I'm into enough of the franchises where I feel like I'll have a lot of common ground. But, also, I think you and I are fairly good at setting people at ease socially, Mm -hmm. I think. Or at least, I'd say we're, we're not, like, socially aggressive. Or at least we make... We make we make an effort to make people feel as though oh whatever you're into like feel free yeah, to talk yeah. about it like open folks you know yeah for sure because one it's just fun to listen to anybody talk about something that they're super into but mm-hmm. also we've been getting more and more into these nerdy things so I also sort of identify somebody who's nerdy with somebody who will therefore be very accepting to other things because a lot of times what they're into isn't accepted yeah that's another point that i wrote down is that like any nerdy circle or community that i've gotten more involved with they're always like the most loving and nice and accepting communities yeah and i'm like this is awesome why is everyone like this (laughs) yeah i feel like any community that is populated by and large by nerds is Definitely not an apathetic community, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, because like you said, the other point you made is that it's like being passionate, overly passionate about something Mm -hmm. that makes you a nerd. So with them, when they're in that community, they're going to be super involved and like it produces awesome things. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like a big part of it is just that People, there's a large negative association with the word, like, nerd, per mm-hmm. se, but in my head, it's just sort of signing you up for, alright, you're gonna like these things, but you're gonna really like these things and get super excited about them, and newsflash folks, being excited about something is fun and exciting, Yeah, that's why it's called being excited. So yeah, that's kind of one of the other ways I thought about the thought of trying to define what a nerd is because it's basically just like a subset of hobbies, you know? Yeah. So it's like, if you're into sports and working out, then you're a jock or you're like a fitness person. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're into climbing, then you can be like a dirt bag or like a, people just call you a climber, like a hippie kind of type. Yeah. Or yeah, I don't even know what else the other stereotypes, like you can be really into band. I don't know. But then, yeah, so then I'm like, oh, if you're just into, like, fantasy, like, at least in high school, there's no, like, structured organization for that stuff. So you just seem like an outcast from the beginning. You know? Yeah, I guess it's, like, I feel It's almost like the system is, like, setting them up to be ostracized, you know what I'm saying? I was gonna say something about society, (laughs) actually, because if you think about it, it's... You kind of you almost want to say that being a nerd is more closely associated with doing activities that aren't actually useful. So like band is viewed as art or sports are viewed as athleticism, but hey guys, 
basketball isn't useful. Hate to break it to you. <laughs> so then, you can argue, oh, it's still like keeping in shape, and that's always a good thing, and like coordination, great. Mm-hmm. But if you look for it in those other things, like I guess video games probably aren't very beneficial to you. I disagree. Aside from like, there's definitely, I'm sure there's research out there. I feel like I've heard about it where it's the like reaction time and that kind of stuff is very much enhanced by that. But also, video games are so immersive that these days and so interactive that you can hang out with your friends playing video games. And especially in times like COVID, that is invaluable, I feel like. Yeah. And but I've then, always said, oh, I've always said, at least when we were growing up, I feel like I learned a lot of like problem solving and like working your way through things or like w- games we played we had to work together to finish stuff in video games and mm-hmm. just like also patience yeah <laughs> we had to deal with a lot of really annoying situations in video games like yeah, i have a little brother <laughs> like <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no like they definitely have some redeeming quality it probably mostly is just kind of like recreational time but like yeah. you need that too yeah so. but then um, in addition to that the amount of work and effort and like mental dexterity and plasticity that it takes to play a game of Dungeons Dragons. Oh man. First of all, if you're a dungeon master, you are basically just an author for an entire world and then an yeah. actor for however many characters your people try to interact with. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, but I feel like we should I don't know if like any of our millions and millions of listeners have not heard of Dungeons and Dragons, but like a very bare bones explanation is that there's one person who's like guiding the story loosely, but then all your friends make up a character and then interact with the world that you create. And you generally have an idea for the path that like the narrative will take, but you try to make it feel like they can do whatever they want. And essentially you roll dice to determine the likelihood that things happen. And then there's mechanics for like fighting things and other stuff that gets more complicated. But essentially you're just creating a world and letting your friends play in it with characters that they make up. Yep, and then there's some <laughs> rules to it. It's like playing pretend, but you're just older and there's more structure. Yeah, but it's super duper fun, and also just the amount of I don't know if you're planning that you're as I said you're doing so much work on that end, but then participating in that, it's you're stepping into a different character. You're like trying to like think of what they might do, and it's a lot of interesting mental gymnastics like i'm not relaxing when i'm doing that it's like a no. it's a tiring pursuit to do that yeah i come out of D sessions like mentally exhausted yeah and but it's super fun and it's so interactive and ve- honestly extremely sociable yeah and then you like you come out with stories of like yeah. remember that time that this happened and like oh this was crazy and blah 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 yeah no and because like a lot of times a lot of times too you'll finish playing and then everyone just looks at each other and you're just like what the hell just happened? Like, yeah. how did that happen? And it's like, you guys are making the story, but things you don't expect to happen, happen, depending on, like, how the dice roll and, mm-hmm. like, the yeah. situations you end up getting into. So then what's interesting to me there is that if being a nerd is being an outcast, you need at least, like, five friends and to be extremely interactive with them to mm-hmm. play a game of Dungeons & Dragons, you know? Yeah. So, I feel like a lot of that stuff kind of dispels it. And also, a lot of these, like, fandoms that are associated with these nerdy things are the largest and most intense fan bases. Yeah. Most passionate and involved. Yeah, Critical Role did a Kickstarter to try to raise $750,000 and raised, like, 
12 million. Yeah. <laughs> they're just a they're just a bunch of voice actors that stream their D&D campaign. Yeah. And they raised 12 million dollars to do an animated series of a D&D campaign that they already did years ago. Yeah. It's insane. But I feel like yeah, we're getting so, off track. I feel like we are getting <laughs> off track. But essentially I feel like nerds are somewhat the silent majority because I think more people than not actually are into at least one nerdy thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say is we've said it before. We've said it basically with everything we've discussed on this podcast is there's no like black and white. It's not like you're a nerd or you're not a nerd. Everyone has nerdy tendencies. Yeah. And it's like if you have enough nerdy tendencies, then people will be like, oh, they're such a nerd. But it's not necessarily like defining you as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think... It's just it just has so many different uses the word nerd. Yeah, the nerd word, if you will. Yeah, because then you also said, yeah, when you talk about being outwardly passionate about something randomly um or some random thing, it's like if you know a lot about bread and you talk to people about bread all the time and you seem very knowledgeable about bread, they'd say, "Oh yeah, he's a bread nerd." Or like, you can be like a theater nerd or a band nerd. I guess if you're a band nerd, it's just because you're, like, in band and you're a nerd. But if you were, like, if you knew a lot about, like, composers and different types of musical phrasing and things. Or, like, a theater nerd. Or, like, we're probably track nerds. I would say track nut. Yeah. Yeah. Nutty about track. It's like a synonym, kind of. Yeah. So. So I would say that definitely in mine and your view mm-hmm. nerd is a positive thing that just kind of says however much you think i'm into that it's more and i'm just very <laughs> excited about that yeah and i feel like if that's the case you and i were bound to be nerds just based on sheer levels of enthusiasm that we have for things that's true like <laughs> even if it's um running or something that's not nerdy like climbing we still get very nerdy about it we just love every little aspect. We get excited about it. We watch, like, other people do it online. Yeah. And then, I don't know. So, I guess just when we latch onto something that is classically nerdy, then I guess that's what um, makes it feel nerdy. But I would also argue that I think that that sort of is what draws people to it, in a sense. So, if you have that personality type that's going to be super enthusiastic about something, then you're probably going to be drawn to something that... A, has a fan base of people similarly minded, but then also it's sort of like a circular loop where there's probably a reason that this thing drew a bunch of people who are really passionate about a lot of things. Because I don't know if any of our listeners have watched anime before, but it's basically every emotion and action sequence and like every possible dimension of like media is basically just ramped up to 11. I compare it to like theater a lot of times because it's just... The stakes are always as high as they can possibly be, mm-hmm. and all the emotions are always as high as they can possibly be, and it's just all gas, no brakes. Yeah. And that's what I love about it, is that it's just so, like, it's so much of it. Yeah. And, yeah, so, what was I going to say? So, I felt the same way about things. Like, d and I'm like, anybody could play this and have fun, but... Yeah. It's just, like, it has that nerdy aura, so people stay away. Or, Mm -hmm. like, it's almost intimidating. Like, it seems like a lot to get into. Or, same with anime. I'm like, this is just a good show. 
and yeah. it happens to be anime. Like, if this was a live-action show that Netflix made, people would watch it and love it. Well, yeah. not true, because people have made live... A- Netflix has made live-action versions of animes, and they have been horrible. Oh, jeez. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I yeah. don't want to watch that because it's a cartoon. Like, yeah. it just has this stigma. But it's like, anyone would like it. And so I think what makes something... Because the other conclusion I was kind of starting to reach is it's like, for normal hobbies you have to be very obviously and openly into it. And then people will say, oh, he's a bread nerd. He's a, he's a track nerd or something. Mm. But then there's other things that it's like, if you're at all into it, then people say, oh, you're a nerd because you're into that. And yeah. the, thi- the things that make people, the things that you just have to touch for people to deem you a nerd seem to be the things that um, are people do get really into because they're so enjoyable but, uh, like, not a lot of people seem to get that into it. Like, okay. everyone knows there's a big subculture that is obsessed with that, but nobody knows anything about that subculture. Yeah. Those are the things that make you nerdy, just by default. Hmm. You think right, that holds yeah. true? Maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because, okay, so... Like, your roommate Grant, would you consider him a nerd? Well, I would consider him a weeb. <laughs> weeb is abbreviation for basically anime nerd. Yeah. Japanese <laughs> culture nerd. Mm-hmm. It's like a Anglophile. Oh, someone who loves, like, Europe. British stuff. Great Brit- yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, really? No. But, yeah. Um... I mean, it's kind of like we said, like, Grant has nerdy tendencies, but mm-hmm. he's also very athletic and, ha- like, very outgoing and hangs out with people all the time and, like, goes out to bars. So it's Handsome. like, oh, oh, don't worry, he's normal. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah. he, yeah, he's basically in the same boat I am, I would say, as far as, like, D&D, anime, but also normal person. Handsome. <laughs> Just extremely well-spoken, talented. What did you say the other... Phil, I can't episode? remember. <laughs> I really fluffed myself up, though. <laughs> fluffed yourself up? Oh, I was talking about... I think I was talking about me and Gail, and I was like, we're both, like, athletic and like, or something. I don't know. Like, handsome, athletic. Or, I don't know. You said, like, uh, something. Something like that. Or as, like, as in... I don't know. You can rewind the tapes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think we sort of landed in a place that i'm comfortable with so here i want to try this because we were talking about how like certain hobbies can make you a nerd but other things not so much so i have a list i just want you to say nerd or not a nerd like and now am i saying am i considering our definition or just whether or not i think it would get you labeled as a nerd whether or not you think it would get you labeled as a nerd all right if you were like if it was just like a mid-level hobby of yours Okay. Uh, and also, so I, I kind of realized it's like some of these umbrella hobbies don't make you a nerd, but then you dig down and it's like, oh, but you do that part of it and you're a nerd. Okay. Okay. So obviously number one, video games. Not a nerd. Uh, see, I think so too. But then my Very mainstream. <laughs> oh, nerd. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. But yeah, it's like there's popular video games. If you play Call of Duty, you're not a nerd. Everyone plays Call of Duty. Yeah. Yeah. If you play Skyrim, maybe. 
Ooh, I think nerd. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Like those fantasy RPGs. Or yeah. like World of Warcraft. Definitely. Nerd. Yeah. yeah. Okay, board games. Nerd. Really? I don't think I don't think the general populace would it sit down to enjoy a board game. And that's why I... Sorry, I meant to talk about this earlier. But I, that's why I was so floored when my one friend said, no, nah, I don't think... I, that sounds that seems a little too nerdy for me, playing Dungeons mm-hmm. & Dragons. Because to me, I've completely destigmatized it in my head, where it felt like she was just saying, no, nah, I don't want to hang out with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> because to me, it's like, oh, we're just doing this thing together. Like, it's... Yeah. It's just something we're going to do, and it's, like, fun. And then she said, mm-hmm. no, nah, I don't want to do that. And it's just... Wait, why? <laughs> why don't you want to hang out with me? Yeah, it was just, it was yeah. weird to me. But, yeah, so, to me, board games, yeah, that just says nerd to me. See, I thought board games was going to be a no, but then I thought about it, I was like, what's the most basic board game you could play? Monopoly. And I was like, no average group of friends is going to be like, let's hang out and play Monopoly. Yeah, I just imagined, like, if a college house in Cincinnati sat down to play board games, I would think... Oh, they're nerds. I'll, I'll hang out with them. <laughs> what about, what's the game? Haunting at the House on the Hill or something? Never heard of it. Oh. Well, that's, that might be a nerd game. Anyways. Uh. Um, well, what would be, like, code names? That's like a party game, so I would say, yeah, not a nerd. Yeah. Yeah, there are some, yeah, party games I feel like are okay. Or, like, triv. no. I don't think trivia. about... Think about the difference between pitching let's play a party game or let's play a board game. Big difference in tone. Well, well, yeah. But, and I guess is Codenames even a board game? It's more of like a card game. Tabletop game. Like a tile game. Who knows? Anyways, moving on. So I also had D&D on here. Obviously, nerd, nerd. Okay, it's here's like, one. Reading books. Definitely not. I don't know, right? man. Any book, though, <laughs> it's like a different kind of nerd. Well, think about it this way, though. Mm-hmm. If you read books, either yeah. A, you're reading some sort of fiction. And in my mind, most fiction is like somewhat nerdy. But yeah. say you're a jock and you're really into football. If you read a football book, it's probably about some like historical team or historical season or... Like, stats on some person, yeah. a biography, per se. And the person who's reading that book is a football nerd. Okay. But, yeah, you'd be a football nerd at that point. Like, I feel like these days, if you take the step to read a book about something, either it's a fiction genre that then you enjoy enough to pick up a book and read mm-hmm. it, even though there's billions of shows that everyone has access to now, yeah. or it's something that's not fiction that you're excited enough about to read a book about it. Okay. I think reading a book is enough barrier of entry to where you're probably very impassioned about it. Thus, therefore, a nerd. How about this? You're one of those people that's just like, what if you're reading Harry Potter? Nerd. Really? Yeah, Harry Potter's like a classic, I feel like. What if you're reading The Hunger Games? Okay, or like, I, guess, I guess there's some... Very yeah. popular books that then I'm trying to think there would the there could be a way you could play your cards that you're just reading like I'm not very involved with like the New York Times bestsellers list or like the yeah. Oprah b- book club or whatever but it's like <laughs> there are, uh, there is like 
a somewhat consistent stream of books that it's like in the community of people that read, it's like, oh, everyone's read that book. Fair. So maybe you're toeing yeah. the line by reading books, people. So be hey, careful. man, you read a book? It's like it's Oprah. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a. Uh, I don't know. What's a book everyone reads? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't know. even come up with one off the cuff. I was gonna. I was gonna Divergent. say it was the intelligent investor, but then you're a nerd. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have any more? Okay. Yeah. Um. Computer programming. Nerd. automatically yeah if you're into computer programming you have to be into something else that's nerdy yeah but computer programming by itself by itself yes still nerdy yeah i guess so <laughs> okay here's here's the fun one watching sports not necessarily nerdy i'd say watching track not necessarily nerdy Interesting. I I, I was thinking if you watch track track nerd already, but like Sands imagine, Olympics. Okay, but the big like on a D one team, there's some hot shots who are into track and watching track. You know. Yeah, I think those guys are track nerds. I don't think so, man. How many people on a high school track team do you think are watching track? I just feel like I've met so I'd many, say... like, chads that watch track. Like, the, I don't know about you, but when we had, um... Because you were the best person on your team in high school. Mm-hmm. And you're... But you were never, like, a hot shot, I'd say. Were what you? do you mean? Kinda, like, okay, so basically, when I was on the team with Jack, different Jack, um, <laughs> he... He knew all the kids who were super good and, like, going to D1 schools. And those kids were mean. And, like, the hot shots at their school. And, like, they... Okay, yeah. I was never that good. Yeah. So I was I the best tell... at our school, but I wasn't that good. Yeah. So I could tell that, like, I'm... I don't think those people would be nerds. Or would be nerdy. Like, they all wore all the hype clothes and stuff. I sound like such an old person when I say that. But they're okay. called, like, hype beast clothes. Like, so they're they just, was, like... like... So they're just jocks, and a part of being that kind of jock is knowing the sport. Yeah. Like, knowing who's good and watching who's good. Yeah, I feel like that is accurate. That makes sense. Okay. I, I was, was thinking, thinking like, if you would you be embarrassed or, like, at all hesitant to be like, I watch a lot of track? People would be like, no. oh, so you're really into running, huh? Cool. I mean, <laughs> I'm a little hesitant, and I do feel a little weird when I say it, because... People are like, oh, do you, like, you watch football? And I'm like, no. And they're like, well, do you watch sports? And I'm like, I watch track. And then they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes me feel like, yes. Well, you're interacting with, like, a Nerd. lot of Boilermakers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Are they called Boilermakers? Yeah, it's that's the profession. It's anything to do with pressure vessels. Because huh. that's so, a drink, right? It might be a drink. It's also, like, Purdue's mascot or something. Yeah, I think you, like, drop a shot of something into, like, a, a beer, and then you drink it. I don't know. Do you ever do one of those? That would be fun, I feel like. I don't know. Well, there's one. Okay, so there's, I like, themed I would do it ones. if it was presented to me. There's themed ones. So there's one that's, like, a Harry Potter. I forget what it's called, but you have, like, chopsticks on top of the thing of, uh, like, I think it's supposed to be butterbeer from, like, mm -hmm. Hogwarts. 
But then it's so the shot's sitting on top of chopsticks on top of the beer. So like, you know, and then everyone goes Dumbledore, 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 and then you go dies, 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 and you slam on the table three times, and then the dri- the shot falls in, and then you chug it. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I've heard of that. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like one of those would be fun, and I would like to do it. Anyways, nice. Anyways, okay. Um. So last point I want to end on is probably kind of quick honestly is so what do you think about people about kelly's who avoid certain things because they think it's nerdy um well i guess i would say it's definitely frustrating to me but i can i guess i can understand where they're coming from what i would advise is that i think being open-minded never hurts and then Mm. if you can have people that you are close to who can then introduce you to things i think it's just best to dissociate yourself from any sort of negative connotation with any sort of fandom for anything because Mm. you might enjoy it and if you're worried about being a nerd then you might just miss out on something that you really really like and honestly the realities of being a nerd when you're not in high school, there's zero ramifications. Yeah. It's basically, you're just choosing who you're friends with at a certain point. (laughs) Yeah. And that's definitely a loaded question for this podcast, at least because we both have a very similar viewpoint of being like, we're both very like, I'll try anything once because if I don't like it, whatever, that's like maybe an hour I wasted, but I tried it and I learned that I don't like it. So, yeah, I definitely agree that it's like, don't try it, don't avoid doing something just because you think it's nerdy, because you might try it and really like it. Um, But on the flip side, it's like, if you look at something and can just genuinely be like, I do not think I'm going to enjoy that at all. I just don't want to do it. I don't don't want to waste my time. Like, me, even in that circumstance, I might even still do it just because, like, why not? Yeah. It's just time, but I could, I can understand people not wanting to do that, but yeah. So if Kelly was looking at it and she's like, that doesn't sound like something I want to do. That's fine. I worked with a guy, um, in Idaho where we had like our best D and D campaign ever who he was like, he literally said like, I don't want to play that. You guys are a bunch of nerds. And I'm like, but it's fun. (laughs) Yeah. Like you you need to explain to people, but no, it's like a it's a good time though. Like Yeah. And he was very like he didn't want to seem like he was into anything that was weird. And yeah. we were like when you go home, what do you do? Yeah. He's like he's like I watch baseball. And we're like <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like have fun watching baseball. We're going to all go play D&D and it's going to be yeah. really fun. So yeah, those I are the know. people that I feel like that give me a bad taste. Yeah, it's yeah, it's when they don't know, when when you're completely uneducated as to what even occurs, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, oh, I don't want to do that, even though I have I have no idea what it is, but no, nah, count me out. Yeah. Even like, even if I don't, like, go do it, I at least want to, like, peek behind the curtain and be like, what's this word like? Like, there was yeah. another time I was on a bar crawl with a bunch of people, and I just started talking to this one guy, and I'm like, so what do you like to do? And he's like, um, I'm actually really into blacksmithing. And I was just like... I'm going to be talking to you for the next 30 minutes at least. (laughs) Yeah. So he like makes swords 
and stuff. And like, yeah. so immediately you're like, oh, this guy's got to be a nerd. But it's like, what makes you think that? It's because he's into something that there must be a subculture of that I know nothing about. Yeah. Nerd. <laughs> well, I told you about the one guy from high school, Nick, who now just forges knives and other things. Oh, he yeah. He blacksmiths. And he's very, very good at it. You can tell he's like a craftsman at this point. And uh -huh. he has his forge, and that's what he does. He makes money by making and selling knives that are beautiful. I follow him yeah. on Instagram, and every single one is just... He talks about like the shape of the handle that he carved for it and the type of steel he used. And he's super excited about the new steel blanks he's getting in because he thinks they're going to make like some really nice knives. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude. He, he takes them to like shows and like wins contests. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's definitely a point where you like supersede being a nerd and you're like, no, that's just a cool, weird hobby. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Or like a cool, uncommon hobby. Mm -hmm. But it has to be uncommon enough. Yeah, and to be fair, we, like, are kind of hating on, like, the, oh, the people, that's nerdy. But, honestly, that is such a small percentage of the population. I'm very optimistic yeah, about, sure. like, once you're, honestly, once you're out of high school, there's, like, so few people in the world that are going to be, like, laughing at you or making fun yeah. of you for being into something. Most oftentimes, people are just going to say, oh, like, cool. Or, yeah. And, nice. and most people in the real world don't like those people. Yeah. So. Like, and even going to a frat or something, I would be pretty not concerned about mentioning, like, oh, I'm not into sports, I'm just, like, super into running. Or I'd probably even... I bet you I could find somebody who's into D&D &D at a frat. Oh, easy. That's the yeah. other thing I noticed moving through college, was that everybody has these underlying nerdy tendencies, and you can find them. Mm -hmm. You just have to ask, because nobody wants to talk about them. But once you bring yeah. it up... It's like there are these things that if someone does them, odds are they really like it and they have a yeah. lot to say about it that's never said. So it's going to be a good conversation. Yeah. So like I, I definitely thought that D&D &D was nerdy. Like I'm, I'm aware of that fact. But when I came to college, I was sort of nervous to like talk to people about it. One, because I just didn't really know anybody. Mm. But two, because I didn't want to come off as a weirdo. But then I also had so, a sort of awakening in freshman year where I realized, wait a minute, Jay, you're in engineering school. Everybody's into this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if I would mention D&D, &D, you had to be careful about mentioning D&D &D because then people would want to, like, get in on a campaign you were starting. And you would, yeah. it would get too big. You'd be like, so, <laughs> It's all about knowing the audience, honestly. I think, mm -hmm. I think being a nerd is very contextual at a certain point. But just the yeah. verbiage changes. Like, if you're in a group of, um, like a bunch of nerdy people who are into D&D &D and anime, they're probably going to be, honestly, fairly hostile towards people who are classically into a, like, mainstream sport. Just, <laughs> yeah. Or somebody who's, like, in, like, who's jacked. Like, they'll probably be like, oh, he's a Chad, or, like, oh, mm -hmm. they're a jock. But some but of those people what? are also, like, super into D&D. <laughs> Vin Diesel loves D&D. &D. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Terry Crews plays D&D. &D. And Joe, what's his name? Joe Demangio, what is it? I don't know. It's like, he's the guy who plays um, Marshall's really attractive friend in How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yeah. He's, uh... I don't like know. It's like Joe Demangio. Something like that. But yeah, yeah. he's really into D&D, &D too. Yeah, he like works um, at Wizards of the Coast, I think. Yeah. What's his name? Will Arnett? Who does he play? I don't know. He's in stuff, and he loves D&D. &D. Yeah, it's... Yeah. 
Like, yeah. So many cool mainstream people are like, <laughs> yeah, I like D&D. Yeah, basically, I think the conclusion I've landed on is being a nerd almost becomes entirely meaningless after, like, high school, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's really just sort of picking your own journey of what you're into. And in my opinion, the things that are classically nerdy are the things that people are the most excited and passionate about, which I'm a very loud, excited personality, so I very much assimilate with those things. Yeah. We really used uh, D&D as kind of a soundboard for talking about being a nerd also. Well, it's like the cl- classically most nerdy thing you can think of yeah, that everybody true. knows about. Fireball! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I guess, probably didn't really change any of your early answers. You still consider yourself a nerd. You I still yeah. you still don't view it being negatively. Yeah. But but you said you do think most people view it negatively. Yeah, I think I would recant. You think so? So I was thinking of the classical term nerd. But I guess if you described like, oh, they're like a little nerdy, then probably most people wouldn't think you're Yeah. I feel like out in the real world yeah, most people are pretty accepting of it. But then also we did grow up in like, I feel like, a, or we've moved through very accepting spaces throughout life, I think. Mm-hmm. So there's the whole, a whole, I don't know, like, I don't know, other communities in other places of the United States and the world that I feel like might be more conservative and less accepting of stuff like yeah, that. And also we're like tall boys who did sports in high school. Yeah. So... I feel like we haven't been really persecuted for any of our nerdy tendencies. Um, I I feel like even if we had, we never would have cared. And I think people didn't persecute us maybe because they knew we wouldn't care. Just because we were so confident in whatever we were doing. Yeah, we're awesome. And I don't know where we got <laughs> that from. That's a whole nother thing we could dive into in another episode is why we are the way we are. Yeah. But after why we're, that'll be like a eight hour podcast. Why are we the way that we are? <laughs> oh boy, that's gonna be oh, our man. lost years. Yeah, for real, the found years. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you want to roll right into emails? We're only rocking at an hour and a half right now. Yeah, let's knock them out. All right. So the first email is from none other than. Well, let me see how he signed his email. Oh. <laughs> I guess never mind. Anyways, hold on, start over. My internet keeps like lagging out and then I'll lose you for like 10 seconds or something. That's fine. Yeah. Well, anyways, I was going to read the name of the person, but um I can't because I I said I would read it the way they signed it. Oh, okay. Hey guys, Craig here. Big fan of the pod. I have a question I want to ask. <laughs> what do you two find funny? Craig Hmm. <laughs> oh man, I feel like we could do a whole pod on that. What do we find funny? Did we talk about what did we talk about? Did we talk know. about what's funny? What makes things funny? Hold on, I'm pulling up the weekly Wilson. <laughs> we talked about how we do jokes, kind of. Um. Yeah, it's really helping that you named all the early episodes pilot episode. Yeah, number. Yeah. You got to read the descriptions, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I feel like we talked about it at one point. I don't know. Well, we can, like, we can talk about it a little bit. If, if, the, then... if the listeners are asking, 
we should answer. Yeah, so I actually am reading a book right now called Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Ooh, I need to read that. You do, because I never thought I could laugh this hard at a book. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was stopping and gut laughing and like on the verge of tears at certain points. Just because it's so absurd in the sense that it's um it's akin to did you ever read any Isaac Asimov? Dad no. had a bunch of those books lying around. It's really like it's a Other really stuff I need to read. It's a really cerebral like sci-fi book, but also mixed with the humor of the movie Airplane. <laughs> oh no. It's absurd. So I know the answer to the universe and everything is 42. That's not it in that book. Oh. In Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? No, they talk about how it's always, you like the one piece of equipment that you always need with you is a towel. What? That's in that book. It's a goofy book. No, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is definitely the answer to the universe is 42. I think it's 42. Well, I'll keep reading when I get to the end of the book. I'm yeah. halfway through already. But um so I would say in in alignment, that wasn't story wasn't for nothing. The movie Airplane really sums up a big echelon of what I think is funny in my head, mm-hmm. which is like so. It's a weird mix of really stupid humor and really smart humor, mm-hmm. where it's at a certain point I like it when something happens for absolutely no reason. So one of my favorite jokes in any movie is in Top Secret when. This guy's wrestling with this dude on top of the wall of a prison, and then he throws the guard over the edge of the wall, and then the guard falls, and he's yelling, but then when he hits the ground, he shatters like pottery for no reason. (laughs) And you're just like, what? Why? So those movies have so much just pointless jokes. At one point, there's like on a loudspeaker, it says like, Captain Over, you have a call on the red courtesy phone, and he walks over and picks up the white phone, and then the white phone says to him, know the red phone and then he picks up the red phone <laughs> yeah it's so dumb like so dumb but then oh, classic in a way like a lot of those jokes are so like niche and like i don't like it's hard to pick up on them so in my head at a certain mm-hmm. point they're like intelligent humor you know yeah it's like definitely breaking down like the science of funny yeah but then, so we, like, so we need to do an episode called "The Science of Funny." Yeah, which what's annoying though too is that my humor can be, I think, as dumb as humor can get at certain points. Yeah, we yeah we about, definitely talked about this. Yeah, the joke where it was just, <laughs> just saying butthole. Yeah, and we were eighteen and twenty-one at the time, and practically rolling it in the we grass, were sobbing laughing. because just because it was so dumb. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, so... That's going to be another eight-hour podcast, followed yeah. by why we are the way we are, and then we'll get to voting. Do you have a little you want to say about that before, like, before we move on? What about what we think is funny? Yeah, like, what do you think? I think you covered it pretty well. Okay. It's just, yeah. It needs to have, like, a little bit of wit to it, but then yeah. still be dumb. Like, a lot of comedy is randomness. Like, things you don't see coming or things you don't expect. Yeah. Or expecting one outcome and then receiving another outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And I think that's what just someone shattering, like, pottery makes funny. Because you're sitting there, you're like, okay, he's yelling and he's going to hit the ground and he's going to die. But then he doesn't. He shatters yeah. like pottery. So why is that funny? Because something you didn't expect to happen happened. And yeah. when you least expected it. And it seems so random, but it's, I guess in a way it's not because 
whoever's making that and trying to make it funny is picking those moments that you absolutely would not see this coming. Yeah. So you're like, that's so random. Like, why did that happen? And they're like, it happened because you didn't think it was going to happen. And <laughs> well, it's what about, now. there's also, um, there's like a certain level that's just really, really, I wouldn't say that it's dumb per se, but in the same movie, Top Secret, there's a chase scene. And at one point he runs into a room and on the door it says prop room. And he mm-hmm. runs through it and it's just like, literally he passes through the room and that's it. But as he's going through the room, he walks in the door that's labeled prop room, and inside of it, on covering all the walls, every inch, is just different sized propellers. Propellers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he runs through it, and then they keep moving. And it's like, it's so funny to me. Mm-hmm. Or I was thinking of the scene from Airplane where the guy's getting ready to go to the airport, and he's like getting dressed in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And then it like cuts away and cuts back, and then he like steps out of the mirror. Yeah. No, then yeah, it's, it's like. like I watched that movie like six times before I realized that. Yeah. So that's the point where you're like, oh, so they are being pretty clever. And like, that isn't funny. Like, why do they do that? (laughs) Yeah. And like, it's really hard to catch anyways. Who knows? Yeah. Or there's the one joke that they make like eight times in that movie where there's one character where they say, how about some coffee, Johnny? And he says, no, thanks. Yeah. (laughs) That's just like witty. Yeah. yeah, but like, why? Why every time? Why do they mm-hmm. kind of keep doing that? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we'll have to definitely dive into that one. If we didn't dive into it in depth before, I definitely mm-hmm. want to talk about that again. Good question, okay. Craig. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. You'll have uh, to look at who that really is after the show. No, I did already. Oh, I you did? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can read the next one. All right, so this one is from Brian's girlfriend. She had to write in to give us all the answers, because we, we say a lot of things, and then we're like, yeah, Sydney probably knows. No. So she said, Dear Wilson Bros, yes, Brian, I have definitely put coffee in your smoothie. So there's one answer. <laughs> Sneaking it in. <laughs> However, I did this, ooh, I did this without telling you, and just waited for you to figure it out, my special <laughs> ingredient. <laughs> oh, man. I, I feel not- like, how could she... Like, there's no upside for her. You would just be wired, because you are a high-energy dude. Yeah, she said, I did not realize my mistake until I doubled your pre-existing high energy. (laughs) (laughs) But Sydney does this sometimes. Like, well, no, she doesn't do exactly this, but it makes me think of another time, where, like, I'll be doing something wrong, and she knows. when she's like, well, this is harmless, so I'm just going to let him do it and figure it out (laughs) it's like watching your dog do something from afar (laughs) yeah um it was when i was making soup and one of the one of the spices was bay leaves Mm. so i had like the the whole leaves you know yeah and i just crinkled them into the soup (laughs) like i crinkled them up into little pieces and put them in the soup because i was like i don't know bay leaves (laughs) yeah and she's (laughs) she saw this happen and we cooked the soup and then i was eating the soup later and i was like i hate using bay leaves and stuff and she's like why brian and i was (laughs) like because then you just you just have leaves floating in your soup like what's the point of this they're annoying you have to pick out all the little pieces like you don't want to eat them and she's like what if you didn't crinkle them up (laughs) And, and then i was like well then you wouldn't get like all the flavor right and she's like no Nope, still get the flavor. It'd be a lot easier to pick out. And I was like, you watched me make this soup. And she's like, I wanted you to learn. And I was like, 
I was like, oh, Sydney, this is why I love you. <laughs> oh, man. That's the thing. It's like, if you could do, um, they need to figure out Rosemary. Rosemary needs to get on the Bay Leaves team because you can't eat Rosemary, but it's mm-hmm. in there. It's yeah. pine needles. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, can't you get like a tea thingy? Oh, yeah. Tea ball. Yeah. Problem solved. But tea yeah, ball. so now I'll <laughs> never, I'll never forget. That's how you're not, that's not how you're supposed to use bay leaves. Now I know. Lesson learned. Side note, do you remember huffing bay leaves? Yes, I do. Great time. Actually, I don't think I ever did it. Really? No. I watched Uh, you guys do it and then I was like, huh, I don't think I need to do that. Classic Rufus messing with young Jay. (laughs) Um, So essentially, we found a wild bay leaf bush and he said, oh, have you guys ever huffed bay leaves? It really clears you out. And I was like, oh, no, I haven't. So you got a, you get a bunch of bay leaves in your hands. You, like, tear them up, crinkle them up like you would never do for soup. And then <laughs> yeah. you get them in your hands and then you just exhale and then inhale through your nose all the bay leaf aroma, I guess. Yeah. But it's not instant, which I did not know. So <laughs> we're all getting ready and I go, and then I say, oh, man, I don't think it worked. And then he went, oh. And I said, what? <laughs> yeah. And he said, well, I've never seen someone do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just lit me up. Just like, if, basically if you inhaled gaseous wasabi is what I can describe it as. <laughs> oh, it was man. so painful. It was just burning in my eyes and my nose and sinuses. But then afterwards, I was fairly clear. And then Jay says, Brian, you should do it. <laughs> yeah. No, you should have. I, I stand by it. Yeah. Maybe someday. Yeah. All right, Sydney goes on to say... <laughs> I forgot we were halfway through an email. Yeah. Pillows. Oh, boy. As of late, <laughs> I have been sleeping with three regular size pillows and one body pillow, gifted by my loving boyfriend, of course. I have another fun story to digress upon. <laughs> so, okay. this was one of my first gifts to Sydney, very early on when we were dating. It was when I was off on an outage, and she talked about how she missed having someone to cuddle with. And she wanted um, a body pillow. And what she actually wanted was a pregnancy pillow, which is like, it kind of like wraps around you and has these weird contours that apparently is supposed to be like good for a pregnant person. So I went on Amazon and I bought a pregnancy pillow. And then I had to text dad and I think the whole family. (laughs) And I was like, hey guys, just so you know, (laughs) bought a pregnancy pillow. Sydney's I'm not, not pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> I'm not pregnant, yeah. Don't worry. But yeah, I just thought that was funny. Um, okay, continuing. I am a big fan of the knee pillow and feel that I can't sleep without one. And no, I don't have multiple pillows in bed for the cool factor, but there is nothing like turning over to a cold pillow when you are sleeping when you are a sleeping furnace. Sydney does get extremely hot when she's asleep. Huh. Physically temperature hot <laughs> i feel like well no but she like aren't women generally cooler sleepers yeah that's what i thought too but huh. like yeah i don't know what it is it's not all the time either just like most of the time i think or she's getting hot flashes yeah <laughs> menopause yep <laughs> no comment brian <laughs> i don't even know what to comment i'm like where do i go with this one <laughs> no matter what happens we always come around to making fun of sydney in some way oh jeez. all right as for the maneuver when flipping have you ever tried to move a body pillow from one side to the other under blankets jay have you tried this moving my regular pillow is a production it's like switching sides yeah is rough she says it's impossible 
Oh no, she's gonna out me here. Oh boy. And that's the end of the email, folks. <laughs> no, she said, I would also like to add that Brian does use a knee pillow. Don't let him oh. fool you. <laughs> um, so, I also agree with Jay in regards to Brian's burlap sack. Oh, I mean comforter usage. Yeah, that was something we, she did away with shortly after we moved in together. <laughs> Don't you feel more comfortable in sheets? No. I hate them. You're bonkers. I feel tangled up in sheets. <laughs> Anyways, um, the whole me using a knee pillow thing, if I'm by myself of my own volition, I will not use a knee pillow. The only time I use a knee pillow is when... You feel like Sid- the one that Sydney's not using is going unused and you feel bad? No, it's when we're spooning and Sydney is using a knee pillow, so the knee pillow is by default also between my knees. Oh, so the long edge is perpendicular to your legs? Yes. Oh. But also, because when you're spooning, your knees have to be on top of each other. Mm. I feel like your knees don't need to be that far offset to not have knee-on-knee contact. I was thinking about this while I was in bed the other night. You think so? Okay, because I usually go one knee bent. It's easy to make your knees not clank together. I usually go one knee bent, one leg straight. And then, yeah, because then the other night, Sydney was like, you use the knee pillow, I'm telling everyone. And I was like, I have no option here, Sydney. I was like, do you want me, I could straighten my leg and not use your knee pillow, but do you want me to spoon you like this? And then she, I did it, and she's like, well, no, this is stupid. I was like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But then she still oh, outed Lord. me, so I think she might have lost her spooning privileges. Oh, jeez. We'll find out in a month when I get home. <laughs> All right, and then the la- last thing she says is, Jack, son of Joyce. Brittany? I love it. So, nice. Brittany has been Sydney's stamp of approval. So, that is the Bye official the relationship Willies. name. <laughs> yeah, it has the Willie stamp of approval. <laughs> so, our official relationship name is Brittany. Nice, I love and, it. And then I did also ask Sydney while I was home, I was like, what do you think of naming one of our kids Brittany? Because it's like both of our names. And she was like, absolutely not. So oh, no, Brittany. I know. I feel like Brittany's a cool name. Ooh, I. You know what I just noticed? What? Gmail has auto responses that are way too short to be an email. I know. Yeah, they do that Should with I texts s- too. Should, Should we start, start responding? Those back? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? It's one click. So what do you think? Love it. Thank you. Or this is great. Thank you. Hmm. Let's say love it. Yeah. I, was gonna, I love it. <laughs> I love it. All right, Sydney, you're getting an email. <laughs> Sincerely, Brian's girlfriend. Should we reply to Craig? Should we go back and reply to everyone? <laughs> no. Let's just start doing it now. Yeah, so yeah. reply to Craig. <laughs> reply to Craig? Yeah. I feel like... I... Just say, I don't, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can see it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't say what our responses are going to be, though, because they got to have the fun of opening it, right? Maybe, maybe. But you don't like, what's your question? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one, too. Or, sure, what's up? They're all good. Google's nailing it. They're both favorites. (laughs) Dude, Sydney made that reference this past week. I forget. Was it? No, no, she said, they're about the same. (laughs) I forget what we were talking about. And I just look at her, and she's like, how much do you love me? And I was like, all of the love. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. 
Well, folks, we are nigh on two hours deep at this point, so I think we're going to have to call it quits for today. Oops. I don't have my second monitor, so I wasn't able to continuously keep track of what time we were at. We really blew oh, yeah. it way out of the bread and butter zone. No, we are into the <laughs> we are into the eating ice cream at home, even though you ordered a dessert at the restaurant as well zone. <laughs> oh, that's a painful zone. Yeah. It's fun while you're in it, but it's always painful. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, this has been um, or that's not how I start the outro. Once again, you can email us at weeklywilsonpod at gmail dot com. Don't be afraid to send us your spam. Um, <laughs> care to comment, Brian? <laughs> no, just a, a heavy sigh, yep, a shake yep, of the head. Of course. Um, once again, he's Brian Wilson. I'm Jay Wilson. And until the end of next week, and unless otherwise stated, this has been the Weekly Wilson. What a Z's in that one. I realized I had forgot about Z's. <laughs> They're easy to forget. I was listening about. to a song and I was like I was listening to a song that had scassing in it and I was like they're Z's, man. Yeah. Well, you, people always forget Z's because the only time they come around is when you're asleep. So, and you wake up and they're gone. True. The bubble pops. Yep. And then they all hit you in the face. Yep. Wake up covered in Z's. <laughs> I'm not going to let this podcast end. <laughs> We're keeping it going, people. Another hour. <laughs> <laughs>